All right, we've got a special promotion for the faithful listeners of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Here's the deal, Jack. <laughs> We're taking an impact team to Pastor Paul and Deanna Alvarez in Lima, Peru. <laughs> they let us know that they need some equipment. We'd like to give you a chance to help us buy them a new iPad and a new smart TV for their children's church. Our goal is to raise $1,000 for these items, and we think you'd like to help. So here's what we're offering. So here's what we came up with, guys. When you donate $30 or more to this fund, uh, you're going to get a six-month subscription to the premium podcast at no additional cost. And when you donate $50 or more, then we're going to give you a full year. How about that? Yeah. You'll get all the benefits of our premium sermon podcast, which means daily sermons, interruption-free listening, and zero commercials. We'll get new subscribers out of it, and Pastor Alvarez will get some new equipment to help with what God is doing there. Uh, we think it's a win-win-win. <laughs> uh, this promotion will only last until our impact team, which is happening toward the end of June. So don't miss this opportunity. But wait. Pastor Adam, Dave, what if, what if I'm already a premium subscriber? I'm so glad you asked. Well, so we are going to pass to you, those of you who are already paying for a subscription, we can give you a gift subscription that you can pass on to somebody else out there who always wanted to subscribe but never got around to it for whatever reason. Right. So all of the links will be in the show notes. And we look forward to being a blessing to you and to Pastor Paul in the coming weeks. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. Today is VBPH Sunday, where we feature a message that was recently preached from the pulpit of our church here in Virginia Beach, Virginia. You'll hear from Pastor Adam Dragoon and any other visiting preachers who have come through our church. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Praise the Lord, amen. Good to be in church this morning with you. Sunday morning service, the Lord's Day. And so I uh, just appreciate, amen, uh, that uh, this morning, amen, tremendous song service. If you have your Bible this morning, the book of Luke chapter 10. It's always good to be in the house of God, amen, with the people of God. Luke chapter 10, and this morning, if you could turn over to verse 38, Luke chapter 10, you have your spot this morning, you can say amen, and the Bible says these words, now it came to pass that they went, that he entered into a certain village, a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? 
but her therefore that she would help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. God, we come before you once again, God, by the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you once again, oh, God, for the opportunity, God, to be not only in your presence, oh, God, but in your house this morning. God, we pray that even right now we come against every distraction. We come against every opposition that would try to come against your word. This morning, God, we pray, God, that you would search our hearts once again, God. Examine us, oh God. I pray, God, this morning that we may leave different than how we walked in through the doors, God. And once again, we thank you for all that you've done thus far and all that you're going to do even this morning. And we give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. I want to preach a sermon this morning. I've entitled First Things First. Because to think, no doubt, that we do live in a very, very busy generation. To think, amen, the busyness of daily life routines, whether it's jobs, whether it's careers, or even schools, sometimes even colleges, but yet that. We find ourselves busy at times with family. You go to the parks even this morning, it's very busy with sports, recreation. You get on the highway tomorrow morning, guess what? It's going to be awfully busy. You go shopping in the afternoon, guess what? Busy. You see the drive through lines even today, which was designed for us to get a quick bite, very very busy in a world no doubt filled with all sorts of technology at the disposal of our hands we still find and even tend to find ourselves much busy the question is what are we busy in you talk to people on the streets no doubt many of you spoke to folks at walmart Yesterday, yeah, and when it came to the topic or the discussion of coming to church, setting some time apart to be in the kingdom of God and in the things of God, guess what? I'm busy. Oftentimes, you hear people say, If I can make some time, oh, come on, yeah, we can be so busy, yeah. In daily life's routines, as I mentioned, and we begin to miss the most important thing that's before us. One man said these words, everyone has time if he likes. Busyness runs after nobody. People cling to it of their own free will and think that to be busy is some proof of happiness you speak to many people oftentimes and it's almost when they hear those words of making some time and they say we're so busy 
that you can hear by the sound of their voice that they're not really happy folks. Come on, somebody. To think, amen, that no doubt we see a tremendous story in this text, a picture, amen, that if we're not careful, we can easily become. To think that the last two years, the church of Jesus Christ has taken a hit. There's been many that have no doubt drawn back. There's been many that we speak to oftentimes even making their way back into the church house that haven't assembled for several months. But yet you think in all of the mist of life and things that are going on, Walmart is still busy. The gas stations obviously are very busy. Everybody's looking for that extra 20 cents a gallon that they can save. But somewhere they're finding time to be in these places. Again, don't get me wrong. There's necessities in life, amen. In our text, it gives us a picture of a woman named Martha. She's doing, no doubt, what is right. She's taking care of business, amen. But the Bible shows us two different characters, both in the same house, amen. But how one handles life and what's more important, amen, differs from the other to think that in verse 38 the Bible says Martha received him into her house we know the story the relationship between Martha Mary and their brother Lazarus the Bible even says Lazarus in whom Jesus loved amen the shortest verse in the word of God is found in that story where Jesus, amen, hears the response of the people. He sees no doubt what death and sin causes. And the Bible says that Jesus wept. Two words, one sentence. Why? Because the Bible says and shows you and I a picture of the relationship that Jesus had with his people. Amen. Those that he loved. Amen. Those amen, that he drew near unto. It's a picture of you and I in this place giving our hearts to Jesus, salvation. Guess what? We invited Christ into our hearts. We invited Christ into our, amen, temple, our home, amen, our hogar, as we say in Spanish. We've given them the invitation, amen, but upon that, it's much important, amen, that in the daily busyness of life, that somewhere, amen, we continue to put first things first, amen. Our relationship with God and us, amen, with people is important in life. To think that's what life is really all about, amen. 
You think about fellowship. You think about the blueprint in the book of Acts. Amen. They gathered together. They assembled together. They're breaking bread. Amen. Having some tortillas. Come on, somebody. And some pan. But the Bible shows us, amen, that they did this with one mind, one heart, and one accord. They were brethren. Amen. They had all things in common. And as they built relationships within the body of Christ, amen, their relationship with God, amen, begin to grow. That's what's much needed, amen, from every new convert, every Christian. Don't ever come to a place, amen, where you don't want relationship with the people of God. Listen to me, amen. It was a testimony to see no doubt what God was doing in people's lives. It meant so much to me, amen, because I begin to build relationship, amen, with people that no doubt were much different than I or no doubt had different backgrounds. Thank God, amen, that he brings people from all walks of life, amen, all colors come on uh, under the sun, amen. Uh, and he brings us into his presence uh, so that we can have relationship, uh, so that we can have fellowship, amen. Uh, that's what it means. Uh, all things uh, were in common. Uh, and upon building relationship with people, amen, uh, we build that relationship, uh, which is the most important one, uh, with God. How often do people try to separate the both? Oh, I love God, but I can't stand people. Come on. They just get me all upset. Especially tomorrow morning on a busy, busy highway. How many are with me? To think of the commandments of God, the first half deals uh, with our relationship with God. The second part deals uh, our relationship uh, with people, uh, horizontal uh, and vertical. Uh, can you say amen? And as you see the book of Acts. What begins to happen, the church begins to grow away, man. But if we're not careful, we begin to put that which was first, second, third, fourth. On the back burner of life. And we miss what's tremendous and what's in front of us and what God not only wants to do in you and through you, but through other people's lives as well. To think that we came in to the family of God, amen, where God, no doubt, amen, we have the opportunity uh, to be uh, in his presence, uh, in communion with Jesus, amen. When religion keeps God up on a shelf, supposedly, uh, in a box, 
rocks far away from anybody. And that's what they say they worship. You and I serve the risen king, amen, a resurrected savior that you and I can come into fellowship. You and I can come into the presence of the Most High God. That veil was torn. It was rent so that you and I can come to the feet of Jesus. How many are with me? To think that our relationship with God, amen, needs to be a priority. I mean, this is pretty basic. But this has taken a hit. How often have I heard people say, man, it's been a while. And especially, no doubt, in a town that's military, you run into people often to say, oh, uh, the church back home. Well, when was the last time you were at the church back home? And they can't even recall it, man. It was my daughter-in-law uh, that had gotten saved at a Walmart outreach, amen. And she came to the house of God. But as she shared her testimony, she had joined the Marine Corps. She said when she got that flyer, she began to think, oh, how long it's been since I've been in the house of God. Uh, the relationship uh, that God has intended uh, from the very beginning. Now, you can read it in Genesis, amen. Now, decisions like I spoke last night uh, begin to mar, uh, begin to destroy, amen. Now, getting caught up uh, in the day-to-day business uh, of life, amen. Now, as she looked at that Fire, amen. She longed to be in the presence of God, amen. Let me ask you a question. What are you longing for? Because there's so many things, no doubt, that are trying to capture, amen, our hearts. And it's up to you and I to keep first things first. And Ephesus, amen, the church. In the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 4, at the end, amen, God is speaking to the churches, amen, and we can find ourselves as well in the midst, and he's speaking to the church. He begins to say there's so many things that you're doing right. He begins to bring down a list, amen, commending these people for the way that they're living, the things that they're doing. But he also says, amen, in Revelation 2, he says, but this one thing you lack, he says, you've missed, and you straight away, you walked away from your first love. Now, how many know, amen, that's in there for a reason. We run into people, no doubt, that once they loved to be in the house of God, you talk to people often that it was that relationship, amen. It's just 
as marriage. We're married, amen. And one day that groom is going to come for his bride. And to think this morning, amen, if we're not careful, the relationship is suffering, amen. And as here in Revelation, when it speaks, somewhere you strayed away, somewhere you walked away, somewhere you've become too busy. Remember the days, if you're married in this place, that you were dating. Come on. Oh, hello. I should have heard. Come on, some amens on that one. There's a few married people here. You went out of your way. Nothing was going to stop you. You were busy then because you wanted to see your love. That person, no doubt, that one day you saw yourself spending the rest of your life. There was no mountain too great. There was no bus that wasn't going to take you there. Subway or train. Come on, somebody. There's no sea that you wouldn't have crossed. Why? Because nothing was going to stop you from being in the presence of your first love. I was just chatting with my wife, and I could remember walking around Echo Park. We were just talking about that and holding hands. We're teenagers. I met my wife when she was 16 years old, and I would do anything for her. She would call, and I would drop everything that I was doing. She lived about three blocks away. When I fell in love, I fell in love. You know, Abigail uh, was the only person in school uh, that I ever wanted to be seen with. I would carry her book bag. Oh, come on. If you knew me back in the day, you would think, man, what's he doing? <laughs> it's called love. And that's a picture, amen, now, that the writer in Revelation gives you and I, John. Why? Because we need to remember our first love. And in the last day, that's an area that's going to be targeted. Your love for the things of God. Your love to be in the presence of God in all. Amen. And it's going to be replaced with busyness. No time. You see, so often, you know, our relationship, amen, as I'm on that note, let's fall in love with God, amen. Well, it's so easy to come to church and we know what to do. And if we're not careful, we serve mechanically like robots. Oh, come on, can I preach this morning? And we begin to miss What's important, amen, that which is first, that is the relationship with God. I fell in love with Jesus. Again, I destroyed my relationship with my wife before uh, salvation. I knew not what love was. Abigail told me one day, how can you say you love me if you don't even love yourself? She had no clue uh, of the gospel, but she made a decision uh, 
to separate. And upon making that decision, I had to deeply search my heart. You see, that's what we need to do in these last days. We begin to search our hearts. What am I putting first? What am I doing wrong? What am I not doing enough of? Or what did I used to do that's hindering this relationship? And thank God in 1998, I gave my life to Jesus and I fell in love with God. As I fell in love with God, guess what? I fell in love with my wife, amen. I fell in love with my kids, amen. I fell in love with with all that God was doing, amen. The church, I said it a few nights back, I wanted to live in the house of God. I wanted to be around the people of God. But if we're not careful, we're so quick to go because we got to take care of business today. There's another service and we become robotic and we come back tonight. Fellowship, amen. A healthy church. I understand people work tomorrow. The place needs to be cleaned, amen. But oftentimes when you see people stay and they gather, teenagers last night, an hour after the service, come on, speaking with Pastor Dragoon, hungry to know about the word of God as he's handing out Bibles and giving verses. Why? Because it's a picture, amen, of being at the foot of Jesus. No, pastor's not Jesus. Come on. But yet, the presence of God, the church of Jesus Christ. But if we're not careful, we're so busy. Our mind is going even before the service ends. And we leave. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. If you know my story, 
Abby always says, Frankie, we're always the last ones to leave. <laughs> Basically, the Chandler Church is almost just turning off the lights and the door direct is ready to go home. I'm always on the road. I love being in our church. I'll be in service this Wednesday back home. I get excited. Somebody just told me, and his heart was in the right place. It didn't mean nothing wrong. Uh, he says, uh, are you home this week? I said, yes. Uh, he said, man, you must be tired of being in the house of God sometimes. But if you knew who said it, uh, there's so much grace because I know that's not what he meant. I said, listen, I'm waiting to hear my pastor preach. Amen. I'm ready to be in the house of God with the people of God. Amen. Ushers, you need to kick me out because I want to be in the things of God because I always need to keep first things first. That which really matters. Amen. There's so many things. And don't get me wrong, I know they're important. I know it's your livelihood, amen. But at the end of the day, when we put God first, amen. When we long to be in his presence, come on, amen. It's where we see God move. And when we see God do. And we see God answer. Come on, somebody, amen. And it all starts at the foot of Christ. Thank God, young folks, amen, rising up in ministries, amen. I love that. I was just telling Pastor Dragoon, I said in the church in Chandler, we have many, many young folks, man, and they're dressing up for church. They're wearing shirt and ties, amen. It's nice to see that. They're hungry for God, they're act we actually have a full teenage song service. They've played at times, amen. Pastor has allowed them for services at times to actually all play yeah, on the platform, amen. But listen to what I'm saying. Whether we're young, whether we're older in the faith, amen. We're striving, amen, to do something for God. Don't forget your first love. I took a teenager out. We went to go get some tacos. And um, he was upset. You know, he had made some poor decisions. And he made a statement that caught my attention. He says, now I'm going to have to wait another six months to be doing music again. And he seemed pretty bummed about it. I said, listen, that's the last thing that should be on your mind. Fall in love with God again. Find your first love because he's right before you so that you can enjoy uh, what it means to be a child of God. Amen. Uh, I wasn't thinking, and thank God again for folks. We need folks to rise up. Amen. But I got saved. I wasn't thinking of ministries. I was just thinking, God, I need to get through. God, you need to restore. I need to be close to you because it's close to you. Amen. It was all these things. 
hearts uh, and the promise comes through, uh, they would be made new. Come on, amen. And you're going to move. And he did. But it's falling in love with God and keeping a relationship. You see, it's very hard to withdraw from what we haven't actually put into. Now think about that. That ministers in many avenues. It ministers, no doubt, in the things of God. It ministers, amen, in marriages that we have to put into, amen. It ministers in families. And to think, amen, that if we're not careful, amen, there are so many that come to a place and they burn out. Uh, there's so many uh, that come to a place uh, and they become spiritually uh, bankrupt uh, because nothing, amen, is being put in. Uh, you see, that's a picture uh, of a relationship with God, amen. It's God that keeps you and I going. It's us uh, getting on our knees, amen. Uh, being in fellowship, uh, being in the presence of God in prayer, uh, getting a hold of Jesus, amen, uh, that keeps you and I going. Uh, so when it comes to giving uh, of ourselves to people uh, and relationships, guess what? There is something to withdraw from. How many are with me? You see, the Bible shows us in verse forty. The Bible says, but Martha was cumbered about with much serving. The word cumbered means to distract, to drag, to drag all around. Many of our people say, I have to drag myself to work. Or people say, I have to drag myself to church. What a sad thing. Somewhere they're being burnt out. Verse 40, 26 translations. The Bible says of this same verse, Martha is distracted with much serving. Martha is distracted with many tasks. Her hands were filled with much work of the house. And all the women said amen. Worried about all that she had to do. Martha worried about much housework. Martha was so busy attending to that that she grew worried. Martha was busy and distracted attending her guests. The highlight of these translations is worried and distracted. Let me ask you a question. What's distracting you? Doesn't say she was a bad lady. She just got distracted. She got busy. Her focus became other things than what was happening in the house of God. With the people of God. Because that's what it became. Man. Her house. As she took in the disciples. Amen. You can imagine the language. 
They're talking about people being healed, people being touched, amen. And if we're not careful, we've been so distracted doing other things, amen, that it's no longer our language. Or we're no longer in tune of what's happening in the house. Come on, somebody. You see, Martha physically was there, amen. But with all the cares and all of the worries and all of the list that she needed to finish and get done that day, she missed out on what was really important. Now, you could talk to people and they come to church five minutes after the service. What did Pastor preach on? Well, he did say, because our minds. Man, I got to check the frijoles when I get home. Got to take out the dry. The dog has to go. Oh, amen. <laughs> Much things. You know, we have good guys. And one of the things I've. Heard a few times in the years of pastoring. One of the sad things when people say, you know what, pastor, I'm going to step down from ministry. And you know the alarm goes on (laughs) when you hear those words. And they often say, I got too much on my plate. I don't have time. I'm too busy. There's so much to get done. You see, the problem is not being busy in the kingdom. I dare say we're not busy enough. Oh, come on. The problem is our relationship with God is taking a hit. You see, that's what Mary understood. The importance of her relationship with God. She just wasn't out there saying, you know what? I ain't trying to help out. And I know some folks can't say that. (laughs) But it wasn't the case with Martha. You know, so often we can be so busy as well of serving and doing and ministries. You know, our churches, man, we got filled calendars. Chandler Church has something going every single day. Literally. There's always something that's going on. But to put priorities where they need to be, amen. Oh, come on. If they gave us two tickets to go see whatever football team is out here, guess what, man? We're putting everything aside. We're doing everything possible. Why? Because it comes to a place. Not that we're too busy. It's priority. It's what really needs to be first is becoming last. Often in the kingdom of God. Amen. Again, Martha, Mary, the household, They're good people. Their intentions weren't in the wrong place. Martha, amen, was at home. She wanted everything to be just right. 
She had some hungry men in the house. Probably a crowd that was no doubt starting to gather because Jesus had crowds. But somewhere she missed what was important. And how often do we see that happen in the kingdom of God? How many are with me? In verse 41, Jesus says these words. Martha, Martha, you are troubled about many things. You see, Jesus hit it right on the nail. He didn't say, Martha, Martha, are those enchiladas ready? (laughs) Some arroz con sofrito, right? Come on, somebody, some gondulas. They didn't say that. We had some good ribs yesterday, amen. Good barbecue. He didn't say that. He says, you're troubled. Something's bothering you. Something else is at work, and you're missing the most important thing. You know, Satan is the master of distraction. And so often he paints it and covers it up as something needful, something important. But I always tell people, how important is it that you can't be in the things of God? How important is it that you can't be with the people of God when once you were? You see, that's the red light, amen, and the alarm often, amen. You see, I spoke last night about convictions and decisions we make, amen. But how often it's those areas, amen, doesn't happen overnight. It's little by little, and we paint it. Oh, yeah, they're just busy. Next week, they're just busy. But you go to Walmart, and God knows we spend over an hour at Walmart buying things we don't even need. I'm the kind, I don't know, I mean, I say, Abby, we know what we need. Boom, we in and out. She says, oh, Frankie, I just want to look around. But I know looking around turns into a $100 bill. Oh, come on, somebody. And all the brothers said, Amen. An hour easy. Where'd it go? Guess I can't go to the concert at church now. Priorities. You see, when we come to the house of God, when we get saved and begin to live, we begin to shift priorities. That's new convert stuff. Can you say amen? We make decisions, amen, because We want to be in the things of God. We want to get involved, amen. We love and we see what God is quickly doing. How often do I hear people say, oh, well, God is moving me and me slow. No. It's only as quick as you let God move in you. But to think... That the words and the name of Martha is repeated. That says something often. I don't believe that Jesus was scolding her. He didn't say, Martha, 
¿Qué te pasa? Sound like my dad. My dad was like that. He said, Martha, Martha. You know, Jesus has a heart for his people. Amen. He knows. But he says there's other things, Martha, that are taking your attention. What's troubling you? Matthew Henry said these words, those that are entangled with the cares of this life are not often easily disentangled. Now, again, it starts with our priorities. And it continues with our priorities. What we begin to put first. What we stop putting last. Jesus captures this in the last verses. When he speaks to Martha. He says these words in verse 42. But one thing is needful. Turn to your neighbor and say one thing. Now, my King James Version doesn't say a few things. Doesn't say some things. It doesn't even say all things. It says one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken from her. So what does that mean? There's a choice. The same way we chose to entangle ourselves with the cares of the world, it's the same way that we choose to disentangle ourselves. In the book of Revelation as well, when John and Christ, obviously his word and voice is speaking to the church. He speaks, amen, about what is no doubt taking our priorities, but also speaks on how we have strayed and gone away from that which was important. And it's oftentimes by choice, she told the church, repent and go back to your first works oftentimes. You see, what we used to do in the very beginning is what we begin to do once again as we disentangle ourselves to be in the presence of God. You see, that's what Jesus said. Not only is it needful, but Mary has chosen. She made a decision. Listen to me, church. Jesus is coming back very soon. You can be like those on the outskirts through the history that have always said when or in the days of Noah, thinking you're mad or crazy. They've been speaking that for over 120 years. 
over 2,000 plus years. Can I tell you, uh, we're much closer today uh, than we were yesterday uh, from the Lord's return. Uh, now is not the time uh, to get entangled uh, with the affairs of the world. Uh, now is not the time uh, to begin to put God in the back seat. Come on. Uh, now is the time uh, for the church to go full throttle. Amen. Thank God, amen, we're here, and we're assembling together. We're in together with communion and fellowship amongst each other. The Apostle Paul said, do not forsake. The assembling of yourselves even more as you see the day approaching. What day is that? It's the return of Jesus Christ. Don't be caught. Somewhere else, amen, when you should have been in the presence of God, amen. Don't be caught in troubles and in worries and in distractions again. That's what Satan wants to bring around the church. And yet we claim we are busy people, but we're busy oftentimes with things that don't matter to eternity come on but at the end of life are not gonna mean anything but what we do amen and where we are when it comes to concerning the kingdom of god that's what's gonna matter amen yesterday morning's outreach mattered come on we were taking care of kingdom business yes a little bit of shopping come on i got me some m&ms but first things were first come on i was hungry i wanted to see somebody get one for Jesus Christ, I can make the excuse. Oh, this preacher's got a pack. Come on. I got to write a sermon. I got to be in prayer and get all religious. But at the end of the day, first thing is always first. Come on. Amen. Pastor, just get me a Wawa coffee and I'm good to go. Come on, somebody. Because somewhere in 25 years, if I start putting God second, the things of God last guess what I'll find myself far away from the presence of the most high God every day this preacher has to choose what really matters again don't take my sermon out of context I know there's important things but what were you doing as a new convert, what was important to you? I know what was important to me. And to live for God for 25, 26, if Jesus tarries, I want to be doing the same thing. At the foot of Jesus. First things first. Let's bow our heads. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.